Hello and welcome to Moving Iron Podcast. This edition of the Moving Iron Podcast is brought to you by these great sponsors. Axon started out of a passion for keeping agriculture moving. Imagine having 100 years of tire and wheel knowledge in your back pocket the next time you sell a piece of ag equipment. To find more or become an Axon dealer, please visit axontire.com. This podcast is also brought to you by Valley Transportation. Valley Transportation has been hauling ag and construction equipment across the country for the past 33 years. Call Parker at 800-657-4910 or go to valleytransinc.com for all your trucking needs. At Valley Transportation, our goal is to help you reach yours. This podcast is also brought to you by AgDirect. No matter how you buy your ag equipment from a dealer, auction, or a private party, AgDirect can help you finance it. You can even apply online at agdirect.com. Learn more about your financing options at agdirect.com. Moving iron in the 21st century. Hardworking people working hard for you and me. Moving iron time and time again. Through the years you'll find us here. Hello and welcome to Moving Iron Podcast. This is a special edition of the Moving Iron Podcast. I got William Hunt from Hunt Marketing here with me. And William, how are you doing today, man? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me on. I yeah. appreciate it. No, it's my pleasure. William reached out to me, uh, I think it was LinkedIn, right? He reached out to me through right. LinkedIn and started talking back and forth. And, and uh, he'd done some stuff for uh, 21st, the dealership I worked for. He'd done some stuff with them, and I didn't know that. Let me tell you, I mean, I knew it, but it took me a while to connect the dots because I'm not the fastest person in the room. So, But it was one of those things where I had a good opportunity to have a conversation with him about, about what they're doing there. So we only start like this. Uh, first off, thanks for being on the podcast. And, and uh, tell me a little bit about your background and how you got to where you're at today. Yeah, absolutely. So I was born in Jackson, Mississippi. I moved up to Oxford, Mississippi, which is the home of Ole Miss and University of Mississippi uh, when I was about five. Grew up here, very small town, so you know, it's about 9,000 uh, people, 9,000 students. Um, a wonderful experience growing up. Um, and then decided to go up to college, went to college in Virginia for two years. Uh, then went to decide to do a semester abroad um, at the University of St. Andrews in Scotland. Um, mm-hmm. And Prince William decided to go after <laughs> I announced I was going, so a lot of attention. And went over there for a semester and was um, walking down. The old course, um, you know, where golf was invented, 18th hole one day after my buddy and I had, had uh, been a local pub, and he was like, yeah, wouldn't it be great to stay here? And so, as you're walking down the 18th hole, I was like, you know, yes, you didn't say anything at the time, but the next day I applied to transfer. And so, I went from pre-med to doing uh, economics, and and uh, ended up losing a year, um, but in Scotland, you get a, a master's degree undergraduate, so... Ended up being over there for three years. Uh, it was a wonderful experience. Maybe from all over the world. Uh, so something I've enjoyed, you know, with our work is reaching the people, you know, in this podcast, reaching people in all all areas of the of the world, and um, it's been a really you know fun thing. So ended up going to Washington D.C. Uh, spent seven years there. Worked in lobbying and business development, um, primarily in IT and telecommunications uh, work. And then started my own company about 13 years ago with my wife. Um, and uh, it's one of those manifestation things. I'm a big, big, big believer in manifestation or you know, putting things out into the universe, uh, and they will become real. 
Um, so I didn't remember this, but in my four years at my job, I just had an opportunity to start my own company. And when I did, my wife told me a few weeks later, she was like, you remember that you told me when we first started, you know, to me that you know, within five years, you want to have your own uh, lobbying firm. And I'd forgotten. And so I think it's important, you know, for listeners, anybody in the conversation, to always remember, you know, if you put up something, uh, you know, that can you know, come true. And so started in Ryan Business Development. It was time to come home. Um, and uh, so I moved back to Austin, Mississippi. I said I was never going back. Yeah. Never say never. Never say <laughs> right? never. Yeah. And so uh, my wife worked for a leading company in the online hospitality the online marketing company for uh, hospitality hotels. And so that was kind of the background of how we ended up where we are today. Um, and so we moved back here. I kind of had to start over. I, I failed. <laughs> I, um, and I had to really start over. My wife was working for the online marketing company, uh, as I mentioned. And so I uh, started doing community involvement work um, locally here in Oxford. That expanded then um over to uh, North Mississippi and Mississippi Delta. And now we're fortunate to work with clients from you know, the 21st century you know, to uh, Florida, you know, basically Midwest, all the way up, Texas, Florida, Richmond. So very blessed about the opportunity. And one of our, we have a team of 12, um, about 12 individuals, August 1st, 11 of us now. And um, we have a passion for working with um, John Deere dealers in particular, uh, the dealer groups, um, and uh, we're with five now, one of those 21st century equipment, uh, Sunshine, which is in Louisiana, Way, which is in Mississippi, Agpro, which is the largest in North, North America, and Sister Kenobi, which um, is in Missouri. So, um, you know, loved it. That's kind of the background of where we are today. Uh, what we're passionate about, you know, um, you know, the value of local content is something that, you know, is really our differentiating factor being able to go capture that local content uh, and tell the stories of local people, how they're utilizing products or services. Uh, we've done that with Sonic franchises, we've done that with John Deere, we've done that with healthcare. Um, it is the differentiating factor of being able to tell those stories and also distributing those stories um, to your local customers, it provides the difference and builds that connection that um, nothing else does. Um, so we found that kind of sweet spot, and um, really, you know, just love to hear people's stories. It's phenomenal the stories that you can hear out there. Yep. All right. So talk a little bit about that local content that you're talking about. I mean, give me a kind of give me a, a, a background of what what it is that you're looking for local content wise. I mean, is it is it uh, the the human story that comes along with that? I mean, what what is yeah. it? What is it that you're trying to tell, right, with the local content? Yeah, absolutely. You know, so you know, there's obviously, you know, I think all great leaders, all great teams, focus on their people, right? So I think one, you know, one place is to start is, you know, who are your people, right? And they, everybody has a story to tell. Um, and I think that is something that when you're going after, you have to choose, you know, you have to choose between doing business with business A or business B, you know, relationships, right? And, and knowing people's story, having, feeling like you can 
connect with somebody, there's a bond there is really important. So being able to go in, and we work with our clients on this, of saying, all right, you know, who's got a great story to tell, right? Whether it's, do we do a culture video, or we, you know, as multiple people in the organization telling the story of the culture and of the people, or to be individual testimonials of the team, why they enjoy working there, uh, even adding personal elements into it, um, you know, provides value in addition to the business culture. Um, and then being able, you know, so identifying those you know, is first and foremost. Second thing is obviously your customer. So, you know, again, you want to feel like that whoever you're doing business understands you. I mean, you know, ultimately, right. yeah. uh, you know, we all try to be selfless uh, to some extent, but everybody, you know, says, you know, how does this uh, affect me? And, and so, you know, when you can see that, through a video that someone else that has a similar type business or, or you know them from a social setting or you just admire them or heard about him, him or her um, that you know you can relate to uh, you can do it so we've done anywhere from sweet potato farmer <laughs> and miss you know the sweet potato capital of the world and and uh, close to us here in Mississippi Grenada a uh, wonderful story of a gentleman doing that the stories we've got you know in Colorado Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, twenty first. You know, it's fine. Those stories, and right. then, you know, content is only as good as you know. If you have content, you don't distribute it. Then you know, it's really no good. So how do you do that? You distribute it via email. You distribute it through social media, Facebook, Instagram, uh, LinkedIn, Snapchat, TikTok. You know, there's managers you can do it on TV, whether it be traditional television or connected television, streaming radio, radio billboards. Um, so that, that aspect of it, and I think basically one of the ones of when did a campaign for one of our John Deere dealership groups that we worked with, and we actually we found a we did a picture of product um, on uh, and got a billboard on that property. So you're looking up and it's, you're driving by and it looks so familiar, and the billboard's up there with the product on it, but it has our client's name. That that relatability is really um, something that is, you know, helps in the decision making process. Yep. All right. So one thing too uh, in in the world that we live in now, there's social media. Obviously, is is a is probably the the best place to go put anything that you want anyone to know anything about yet on. So that's obviously a thing there. But the one thing about the uh, the overarching kind of aspect of people now is that uh and I, I found this with my own content what i'm doing here on, on my podcast is that um put posting something <clears throat> with no with no picture just a post with you know here's here's what this podcast is about and here's the link to go listen to it and all those kind of things that's great but there's so much stuff in a feed right now that there's got to be something that jumps out and grabs you and i've noticed that when i've started putting in not just videos but videos with um you know, captions at the bottom, you know, that kind of let, kind of get that, you know, because again, most people are scrolling through that stuff where they probably shouldn't be, so they don't have the volume <laughs> on, right? So, so they're looking at that stuff and, and they can read what's going on, you know, and so okay. anyone that, that follows what I'm saying, I mean, I've noticed that. So I guess in your experiences, you're looking at how you're presenting this, this information That's and right. doing that. What are you finding is, is the best way to, to get that message out um, and, and what platform and, and what, I guess, what package is the best way to do that? Yeah, well, I think, you know, I think one thing that's been interesting um, 
and we've evolved in our, in our business, really been doing the marketing side for about 10 or 11 years, right? Mm-hmm. And um, and it's evolved and changed. It's a really great graphic. I, shared, I was on share my team and it showed, you know, uh, the popularity among different age groups for Facebook and Twitter, Snapchat. And, you know, in one minute, you know, one, one is very popular, the next minute it's not. And they're right. all unique content. So I think when you're going into a situation, you know, and I think a lot of people think, oh, I'm just going to put out the same thing across all platforms. Well, I think, you know, I think that, you know, there's some value depending upon the content you're putting out, but also, you know, knowing when to customize. So when you go out and do shoots, um, you know, we usually go in on Monday, shoot for three days, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, come back on Friday. We provide all that raw footage to our clients. So then, you know, we provide certain polished products like, sure. you know, TV commercials, or multiple TV commercials, testimonials, mm-hmm. or um, things maybe even YouTube ads or uh, different TikTok ads, those type of things. But then the client also has access to all that raw footage. So they can go in and say, hey, I want to do some unique content towards the audience. And so I think understanding where your audience is and knowing that that's where you should focus on. Because if you try to, if you try to focus on five to six different ones um, as one person, um, that's extremely difficult. And I know, you know, why are we here talking, right? It's because we, we connected with each other on LinkedIn. You send me an invite to your podcast, LinkedIn thing. LinkedIn is where I spend the majority of my time because I want to, I, I love business. I want to grow our business, you know, and those things, you know, is prime. It, become, it went from a, you know, primary employment type platform to, you know, post-COVID or when, you know, since COVID started to more, Business, business to relationship in right. addition to hiring. And that's one that I found a lot of value in it. Um, and again, kind of why we're here. So I think looking at where you are, looking at how that's changing in each one of those. So going to kind of recap, finding you know where your customers are, where you believe they are, and that may be dealing with testing, right? You may do some what they call A-B you know, testing, right? Let's see, hey, let's put stuff out amongst both of the platforms see where we're getting the most engagement and then let's double down in the areas that we're getting engagement in and then do things like you said you know i was always i was flying monday and wednesday of this week so you know when you're sitting there in the airport i didn't have any headphones on yeah having the captions in the video is extremely helpful right um and and so just kind of knowing that platform knowing the uh, ability to um you know, reach your audience of who, you know, that you want to reach and then, um, and go, and go from there and double down, you know, make sure you focus on that. Okay. All right. So kind of what you talked about here, you know, there's lots of different, um, presentations that you can put out there, whether it's testimonials or the, you know, the local story that is the, you know, uh, family you know house burned down or something like that you're trying to help a fundraiser or something like that you know those tragic things that kind of come through the community and those kind of things when, when do you think you run into because i see this a lot with with some customers or customers with some some stuff i see on there where there's just one testimonial after one another testimonial just like it's like one giant you know youtube uh, uh you know storyline of just Testimony, testimony. When do you think you run into too many testimonials? Is that possible? Can you can you overdo that? Well, yeah, that's a great question. I think I think what we're all, I think what we really want as humans 
is to feel like, you know, the wrongs, right? Right. But, you know, give me something real. Right. Yeah. Right. I want to know. I don't. You know. You know, I, it's something that I feel like. I want to feel like. You know, I'm talking to somebody real. I could trust that person. That person has integrity, um, and that. And so, I think you know, whatever content it is, whether it be testimonials or whether it be a brand spot, make it seem. You know, know that, and especially in the ag world. Right, I feel like even more so than some of the other sectors um, out there. We work in auto, healthcare, um, housing, um, but ag. I feel like you know um, you have to be real, real because yeah, yeah. you know they, you know yes, they yeah. and then you know. And, but once you once you garner that trust, mm-hmm. right, I mean, they're going to be with that loyalty is is there, and yep. it's not. But it's because of you know we. Taking some time, we found that that um, that that balance. So, I don't think there's necessarily a, a limit or a deal, but I would just say, you know, is the story I'm telling right? Is it is it something that is it valuable? You right. know, is it yep. is it real? Yep. And I think when people see the realness and the rawness of that, they're going to relate and they're going to feel like, you know, I want to do business. With that yep. I want to do business with that company. Those people, you know, and also too, you have to back that up. So you, you have a company that's putting out all those testimonials, and everything's gravy, right? <laughs> right. right. And everything's yeah. like, oh, you know, it's all wonderful. But then you go to the store, or you talk to somebody on the phone, or you talk, or you interact with somebody online. You know, it's three main ways to interact, right? Right. Um, and you have a bad experience, then you're going to be like, okay, that's you know, it's not backing up what you're putting out. So, so then they're, they're going to be, you know, they're going to be even more frustrated with you and they're not going to want their business with you. Right. And so I think that you're going back to that realness, you know, if they, and I think too, share some of your mistakes and failures. I mean, I think that's one thing that, you know, I try to do on my personal LinkedIn is, you know, it's not always rosy, right? There are a lot of days yes. that just, suck right. <laughs> like the yeah. better word yep and i think people need to see that um and i think i think it needs to be um interactive because i think people can relate and those things on my journey you know my health journey for instance that i've shared is because it you know it may help other people out there and they may you know say okay not to say they have to do certain things but um you know people want to People want to feel that I, I learned that way, and I think a lot of the people do you know, as well. Yep. So, you know, you say you talked with, uh, you work with Sunshine down there, and not too long ago they put a video out on a guy that moved, I don't remember the gentleman's name, but he moved from Iowa, Illinois, wherever he was. He was a corn soybean farmer, moved down to Louisiana. Now he's a crawfish farmer and a few other things that, I mean, there's no correlation there whatsoever. Were you guys part of that that, that video? That story. The last one with the with the guy that was this is Martin McCrane. No, this was this was in uh, down in Louisiana. Um, I don't remember the gentleman's name. Nonetheless, the story. <clears throat> this the, the 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 cool thing about the story was is that here, here's a and it was telling the story about about sunshine and what they were doing. And oh, yeah, 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 yes, yeah. Yes. And the the guy comes down to Louisiana. You know, gets away from the corn and soybean thing and comes down to Louisiana and, and starts doing crawfish farming and uh-huh. and yep. 
that story was a really good story because it told, I mean, it was like, you know, the guy was like, you know, I, I couldn't have done this without help my sales guy here that, you know, showing me how to do things and who to talk to and who to get to know and those kind of things. And that's a really cool story, how, how they told that. And that kind of goes back to, that's that, that relatability thing, you know, like you, you're building that trust and you're doing those kind of things. So when you're working with a company like that, how do you, how do you kind of sift through those kind of stories to, to, because everyone's got a story like that, right? You know, yeah, everybody, oh yeah. yeah, everybody does. So, you know, the thing about Sunshine, you know, is on there, you know, it's Louisiana. And, mm-hmm. you know, one of the things we know, you know, is crawfish. And I think, you know, um, we have a great marketing manager that we've worked with, uh, you know, at Sunshine. And she helps us find those stories. So I think, you know, Grace Vest, she's a sweetheart. I'm sorry? Grace Vest, she's a sweetheart. Oh, yeah, she's wonderful. I know her well. She's absolutely yeah, she's, wonderful. She's a sweetheart, yeah. And so, um, and so Grace, you know, she, uh, she has to find those stories. And, and mm-hmm. you know, and, I, and different ones, you know, different clients do as well. And, you know, and I, you know, from the outside looking in, I never thought, you know, I didn't think going in, you know, how is John Deere products, you know, being used for crawfish? Right. I just, yep. I, you know, the two just did not to me. So it's such a unique story. Yep. And I think, you know, once you're working with, or, you know, with the you know, team at 21st, right, we went in and got some really unique stories there that, you know, you know, want to be told. And that crawfish one, um, you know, it's such unique. It tells that it actually won two awards. It won an American Advertising Federation Award and a Telly Award recently. And I think it's because of that uniqueness. And before that, they did a story, they did a story about Mardi Gras, right? And so a lot of the, uh, you know, how do they move the flood rounds, right? It's John Deere um, equipment. And, you know, you kind of, you know, you see it in every day, but you don't really see it. Right, you know, yep. it's, it's there, but it's it's not, you know, you, it doesn't really get get into you that okay, that 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 connection, if you will, between the two, and so that Mardi Gras one, I would encourage anybody to look at that one. It, it was it's, it's a very just you know unique and unique story because it's out, you know, it's not you know sure it came from or right or or, or, or paid. You know, it's, it's it's just different. Different kind of outside the box. I mean, so we like to find those stories um, that will um, that will provide a sense of well, and it, and 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 also to I mean, as you well know, how do you a lot of noise out there, right? Oh yeah, tons of noise. Right? Everybody yeah. says, "Yeah, be online." I know, I agree. Great. Yep. Everybody's there, right? Right, everyone's and there, so, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and it's dramatically increased since 2020, right? And you look at the advertising span, I looked at yesterday on online you know, digital advertising, um, you know, search advertising for in particular, and, you know, it's just dramatically increased. And so, um, so how do you stand out, right? And so I think that is where you have to go find those units. Yes, there's a core element of, you need to sell tractors, you need to sell, you know, certain type of equipment, you know, equipment. Or if you're in, you know, a different engine, you signage, you need to sell certain things, right? Or, you know, healthcare, you need to have certain, you know, types of, you know, get people in a certain type of surgery, or this, that, and the other. Uh, every sector has their own thing, but, um, and every business has its own needs, or nonprofit has some needs. But when you're telling those stories, how do you stand out? So a story like that is very important. And I think, too, going back to what we said earlier, know, you know the platform. Used two years ago when Facebook came out, 
you could post uh, a, a piece of content, write a photo, or think, you know, or whatever other content out there, and it would get a ton of engagement. What yep. they call organic or free traffic, right? You do that today, you get virtually none, <laughs> right. right? And so uh, this is really, really, really good. But it's a needle in a haystack, not you know the haystack type thing that it was. And so you have to advertise in order to get your message out there. So where do we come in? We come in and helping on the advertising side of it, make sure that you are reaching your customers where you want to reach them, and whether it be you know, YouTube, uh, Facebook, Instagram, uh, LinkedIn, TikTok, Snapchat, streaming radio, streaming television, you know, billboards, all that kind of stuff. We want you to reach, you know, we're going out and reaching them, Google, all those types of things. So it's, uh, you know, Grace has been wonderful to work with because, you know, she, she goes out and helps us find those stores. We're actually going down on Monday. Um, back down there to Louisiana to get some more stories. So. Yep. <clears throat> yeah, she's a she's a sweetheart. I've 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 known her for some while. So she's she's a uh, she's she's a hustler too, man. She she finds some stuff out there. That's that's really neat. So, well, William, this is a good conversation, man. Um, if folks want to reach out to you, get more information about what it is that you're doing there at, at Hunt Marketing. What's the best way to do that? Yes, yeah, so my email is will at hunt, H-U-N-T, marketingfirm.com, and my cell is 202-436-4350. Right on. Okay. Well, I appreciate you being on the podcast, man. Thank you very much. I appreciate you. Right on, man. And uh, you are actually part of this. So Alex Trachenko is a friend of mine. Uh, is going back to Ukraine to uh, distribute uh, humanitarian aid. Uh, and, and, you know, he's bought a, got a GoFundMe page, bought a, out of van he's going to go over there and do that and and william and will and his crew uh they uh they videoed that so if you get a chance to check that out go to go to 21st century equipment's linkedin page it's there i know and in a few other places check that out but uh if you're interested in helping him out go to his gofundme page just go to gofundme search help alex transport uh humanitarian aid from poland to ukraine and uh donate what you can where you can out there so he's uh He's out doing what he can to help his uh, fellow countrymen and, and uh, need to keep him in his thoughts and prayers. But with that, uh, you know, if you can help out Alex with his with his mission, that would be excellent. So with that, I'm Casey Seymour with Will Hunt. Let's do some, let's go move some iron folks. Out. Axon Tire is going to have more tips, tricks, and client advice throughout the year and in September at the Moving Iron Summit in Nashville. If you're looking to sign up for the event, please head over to movingironllc.com. We hope to see you there. Valley Transportation has been hauling ag and construction equipment across the country for the past 33 years. Call Parker at 800-657-4910 or go to valleytransitinc.com for all of your trucking needs. At Valley Transportation, our goal is to help you reach yours. And no matter how you buy ag equipment from a dealer, auction, or a private party, AgDirect can help you finance it. You can even apply online at agdirect.com. Learn more about your financing options at agdirect.com. Moving higher in the 21st century.